so it was like yes. I keep thinking of that scene from Minority Report. You remember that movie with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. where, where he's walking yep, yep. walking down the street and all the <laughs> all the messages are coming at him from the shop because they recognize that right. it's, him, it's him and what he they know what he's interested in and it's very oh yeah creepy and stuff. But creepy's here, man. Creepy's here already. Creepy, <laughs> creepy is here. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore. The Active Marketer Podcast is sponsored by theactivemarketer.com, the home of the best-selling active campaign training online. Head over to theactivemarketer.com if you want to check it out. This week, we've got Chris L. Davis from Active Campaign on the show. Chris is a favorite guest of mine. Uh, we always love to talk about uh, all things marketing automation and some uh, groovy ways and theories um, and tactics that you can use in your marketing automation super clever guy and glad to see him at work at active campaign these days one great thing about that company is they're constantly rolling out new features and enhancements to the product and sometimes you just need to hash out with somebody uh, new and innovative ways to use those features as they come out so uh, i thought we get uh Chris on the show, we got, I actually had him. Uh, we had an idea to do a different show, but we ended up just riffing on a bunch of different things about how you could use some of the new features inside Active Campaign. So I'll let you just listen in, and hopefully, you'll get some ideas of your own on how you can put this stuff to work in your business. All right, I want to welcome back to the show, Mr. Chris L. Davis. Chris, how are you? Barry, I am doing very well. It's so good to be back on the show. I know we've been trying to get connected <laughs> with each other, just missing. So it's it's great when we're we're synced up and we can finally finally make this happen. And uh, folks, if you're not familiar with Chris, he was at uh, Lead Pages for a while, and now he's head of education. Is that right at Active Campaign? Yes, yes, I'm the director of education at Active Campaign, tasked with the uh, the the job of creating or making marketing automation a lot more easily adaptable uh, for our small business owners and, of course, our users, um, just so that they, when they are ready to get it implemented, they know exactly what they're doing and they can leverage it at the highest level. And whenever I run into a problem, I always just look at the bumper sticker on the back of my car, which says, what would Chris do? <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, this is going to be a little bit random. We were talking before we hit record here, and it was, it was mm-hmm. we were just kind of going in random directions about uh, what's happening in marketing automation. So we're, we're going to keep the randomness going here, Chris. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, I know we had, a, we had a little bit of a, you contributed to a trends article that I just put out of where we see kind of, uh, marketing going in 2017, but um, yeah. maybe you can give us kind of the official, if you're not letting any secrets out of the bag, but kind of the official direction mm-hmm. that uh, AC sees themselves going in uh, 2017. Yeah, in fact, some of the things that we're working on internally is what shaped what I put out there um, as far as what the trends that I see. And and to your point in your article, I would say every single uh 
person or every piece of uh, expertise in that article, I found myself shaking my head like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yes. Yep. You're right. You're right. I do see that landscape. Um, so one of the things that I've enjoyed, it's taken me a little bit to come on board and really understand everything, you know, as with any company. And the more I understood, the more I, I get excited because I, I know without a shadow of a doubt where Jason's vision is for not just marketing automation, but the company and the impact he wants to make in the small business, small business to small enterprise section. And it's, it's really, it's never been about just the emails. And the more I learned marketing automation and, and, and adapted it for myself, I started to realize, you know what, it's so much more than just sending emails. Right. Like <laughs> there's yeah. so much more you can do besides just, hey, they visited a page, send an email. Hey, they're on this list. Visit, send an email. Hey, they bought, send an email. Those are basic functionalities that are that that's really powerful. But when you start getting to 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 have more mature processes and bigger processes in your business, both internally and externally, you start to get a different appreciation for automation and what it can do and just how much of your business it can handle. So uh, one of the things that I mentioned in, in, well, the thing that I did mention is messaging outside of the inbox. Yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, Barry, essentially, if we think about it, we're kind of already used to doing it when we're, we're talking about retargeting. Right. Because it's a way of putting some messaging on social media. Now, there's no way to really track who sees it unless, oh, my God, you're paying for impressions. <laughs> Which, oh, my goodness. Um, but you have some basic metrics, right? P- you're paying and people are clicking. So, you know, they're seeing your message, but you don't really have control. So we have site messaging is one of the uh, one of the features you'll see coming out soon in 2017 which essentially turns your website into an email inbox, right? And it looks very similar to, to, to like your support little bubbles that pop up in the bottom right, but the functionality is very much that of an email. So you can see when someone opens it, when they go to your website and they see it, you can see when they open it, you can see when they click it, and then you can trigger automation based on the action taken on the little uh, the site messaging. Yeah, I was just walking through, uh, I was doing a live call for my academy members last night, and we were walking through that site messaging stuff as well. And it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you open it up and you go, wow, this is really cool. Um, <laughs> but what, you know, what are the use cases? It's like there's a million? <laughs> or like, right. I haven't really wrapped my head around how to use it best at the moment, but it it's pretty cool. Um, uh, maybe even one thing, maybe you could take this back, maybe even one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make it even cooler is if they didn't because don't for those site messages they have to be subscribers already right to get those y- like, yes yes but if you could have like anonymous ones as well right so so oh, yeah come to your site and they haven't opted in yet but you can you know hit them with an anonymous site message or whatever right um, right so if people don't know what we're talking about site messaging uh, I think it's been out in beta for a while now but yep. if you've ever seen like intercom it's probably the most known one where there's a little yep, yep. icon in the corner and says, hey, Chris, welcome, blah, blah, blah. And you click on it and opens up a, a bigger message. And you can have uh, images and custom fields, which is really cool, right? You can bring in custom, your custom fields from right. the campaign. And, right. Uh, you can have call to action buttons in there and all that stuff. And as Chris said, um, 
What's also super cool is that that becomes a trigger for your automations. You know, there's a, a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever 20 odd triggers in there and subscribes to the list, submits a form tag is added. Now there's a new one, which is a um, message has been read, right? So if someone yep. has read that message, that can be a trigger to fire a new automation. But I totally get why that's important. I totally get where it's going like that. I think yeah. the, the unified messaging stuff is, I think, a super powerful trend that's coming. Like it's almost like yes. I keep thinking of that scene from Minority Report. You remember that movie with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. where, where he's walking yep, yep. walking down the street, and all the <laughs> all the messages are coming at him from the shop because they recognize that right. it's, him, it's him and what he they know what he's interested in, and it's very oh yeah creepy and stuff. But creepy's here, man. Creepy's here already. Creepy, <laughs> creepy is here, and it's it's to the point of I, I think maybe Russell Brunson is the the biggest advocate of the on-page sales funnel, yep. you know, like progressing them from visitor to customer without email, you yep. know, like literally just using pages linked together. This is another tool in that box, right? Because this pop, uh, this site message, when you expand it, it could take them to perhaps a landing page and that landing page, perhaps the thank you page is a registration page for an evergreen webinar, right? And they register for the webinar and maybe there's an offer that says, hey, get this before you attend the webinar, you know, or a special offer or whatnot. And now they've progressed (laughs) through literally an entire funnel without you having to capture much information or rely too heavily on email. So it's just, it's one of those things that never, the intent is never to replace email. It's just to add to it. Right. So that it's more more effective for you. Um, And that's where that's the hardest part, Barry. I'll be honest with you. That's the hardest part of what we do, because we've been doing it for so long. We see applications like that and they're like, oh, yeah, it, it makes sense to us immediately. However, the space in general, they're still really catching up with the dynamic email sending, tagging, custom fields of marketing automation. So it's sometimes it's it's you can get a little impatient. Wait, like hurry up, guys, get it. Yeah. Hurry up. Turn the <laughs> light turn the light bulb on. Turn the light bulb on. <laughs> right, right. But if you like you mix that, like so it, you know, the, where where it's going is it's not automated email, it's automated messaging. Right. So there you go. Whatever that go. message is at for the you know, it's always the right right message to the right person at the right time, right? Right. So, um, right. Exactly. In but add to that in the right medium. Right. In the right medium. Exactly. So that could be a Facebook ad, that could be a site message, that could be an email, that could be a Facebook messenger thing. I mean there I There you go. I bought something from the States. I found this was really cool. I bought something from the mm-hmm. States. And instead of getting an email that said, hey, you know, your package is shipped and it's on its way. I got a Facebook message in Messenger. Oh, wow. In Messenger, it said, right, thanks for your purchase. Uh, you know, here's your purchase thing and, and here's a link to track it. And then when it shipped, I got another Facebook message inside Messenger that said, hey, your package is shipped and here's where it is. And then I got another one when it arrived. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. The implications are there. We've, As marketers, we, we have to stay on the cutting edge and, and realize that email is no longer the only means of reaching, um, reaching the customer. Um, but another thing I wanted to point out, Barry, as we were talking, cause you were saying, uh, tracking anonymous, you know, uh, users or visitors or whatnot. Messaging um, anonymous this, visitors. Yeah. Yep. Um, for the messaging. So this is another thing I'm really excited about is our dashboards in our analytics, uh, which we're calling, it's all part of our deep data, uh, initiative this, this year inside the application. Now at, we track everything, 
<laughs> we track everything that happens the second you put your your site tracking script on your page. That's why it's one of the first things I recommend every single person do is to put site tracking on because you there's so many benefits that you get from it. And one of them is that you're able to start tracking anonymous user data. Okay. So just just so everybody understands how the platform works, we're tracking anonymous users by cookie. Uh, many platforms do. Um, but the problem so as is soon as, they, as soon as they hit the first hit of the page. There you go. There you go. You've, you've cookied them and tracking by cookie, right? Yep. yep. We're tracking pages, you know, everything that they've done, right? The minute that they provide their email address or their unique identifier that lets us know who they are, we match it with that anonymous uh, user. And now those two profiles are merged. Yeah, so you're you're going in retroactively. All that traffic from whatever two yes. weeks ago, two weeks ago, is now tied to that customer's profile. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So now that begs the question: Is the anonymous user data valuable? And when you ask that question, the immediate answer is yes. <laughs> like yes, that is very valuable. And then you ask yourself why. Well, in that anonymous user data, that's there are trends. Right. You may not know who they are, but you can see trends very much like Google Analytics. Right. And instead of somebody having to figure out just another analytics platform and logging, I don't I don't I haven't talked to many people who really enjoy going into Google Analytics. Yeah. Unless you work for NASA or something. (laughs) Right. Right. So this is data that's buried. You know, this many people listening to this podcast very much very well may not know how to see their the top three sites or top three pages that people visit on their site within three clicks when they log into Google Analytics. This is not uncommon. This not talking about people saying they're slow, but it took me years to figure it out. And I still try to shy away from logging in there. So if we can get that type of intelligence in your account, coupled with your ability to do some right there, you see a trend and now perhaps you can build an automation based on a certain page visit, or you're seeing a, a particular flow that's happening with users on your website. Um, and, and you can always see the, trend, the, the, the conversion point, right? If the anonymous data is there, I can see what they did before conversion and after conversion. So now I can see which trends are leading to customers. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Uh, and I'm really, ex- that's one of the things I'm, I'm extremely excited about. Very nerdy, very techie, but extremely, extremely important um, for us that do marketing online are responsible for it. Oh yeah. And it could be super groovy if you, if active campaign, the engine would know what the most popular uh, you know, posts on your blog or pages on your website, for example. If they know yes. that, if they know that from the trend information, you can mm-hmm. even you could even automate that. So someone's just <laughs> someone who yes. doesn't someone who doesn't know you at all, and they've just opted in for your lead magnet. That's their first interaction with you. Mm-hmm. You can say, "Hey, thank you much. Thank you very much for downloading lead magnet. Uh, it'll be in your inbox in a minute. In the meantime, you might like these three posts. Pop, pop, pop." Yes, right. yes, Barry, right? right? And you and you're just speeding. You know their their trends say they're gonna read those posts anyway. Right? So but, but those those three could swap out based on <laughs> yes. which ones are currently the most popular ones, right? 
So there you go. If you could there just you say, go. hey, active campaign, put this link in here that is our most popular thing, right? Or the one yeah. that, or conversely, the one that leads to the most conversions, right? If post A leads to the exactly. most conversions, I want to show that to everybody, right? Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And 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 now it, it's kind of coming full circle, even just these two features, uh, you know, anonymous, tying anonymous tr- uh, visit, visit trends and, and, and usage to known data in site messaging. Because another thing is site messaging can be very specific to a segment based on actions. So like you mentioned, uh, if someone goes to my tools page, maybe they don't see anything. But if they go to my tools page after they've downloaded my lead magnet, maybe they see, like you're saying, that message because I see my trends that most people after they download a lead magnet go to my tools page. And now I can give them specific information via site message based on their specific actions taken. But if you don't take those actions, your experience is totally different. Totally different. So, um Yes, that's a that's another uh, insight of something that 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 we're working on. Some of these big projects that we're working on that I'm really excited and is really going to help give us, you know, marketers. We need as many tools in our toolbox as possible because businesses are so dynamic. Um, even if you say I serve a certain vertical, um, you know, every business you'll be able to port over a certain amount of automations or or data. But that specific business, their their audience is going to be tailored to them. Um, and we have to be able to quickly introduce and inject uh, new features and strategies uh, to, to help. So Awesome. And what you could do, too, is if they go into that tools page, right, And but they've already had a tag. They've already been tagged as being interested in webinars, for example, for because they've looked mm-hmm. at some webinars posts. When they hit that tools page, you could pop up a site message that says, hey, make sure you check out the webinar tools down here, and we've got a, Ex- we've yes. got a, we've got a special on yes. it right now, right? Yep, yep. They've got that, a, they the webinar tag on them, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So even just us talking, if somebody let this tape roll for an hour, we would have have like 50 use cases because the idea of it's the same thing. You know, Barry, it's the same thing that I I say about broadcast messaging. I tell people broadcast emails are the laziest emails you'll ever send in marketing. You should never get to a point where you're sending your entire database a single message at bare minimum. Take that message and duplicate it and change a sentence or two and make it specific to certain segments, right? I mean, just that little bit of personalization is going to go a long way. Uh, The same is for site messaging. Yes, up until now, you can just display messages for everybody that comes to your site or logs into your app. But why not give somebody the granularity to look at what they've done and send a message on your website specific to that? And it could change, you know, in an automated fashion because you're using our logic and if else in determining what message they see. And then, you know, uh, trigger action based on how they engage with it. I mean, the oh my, the, it just goes on and on, man. Like, the possibilities are really endless. But um, it's all about getting that one-to-one communication and experience, man. That's, that's it, Barry. We ha- the whole goal of all of our initiatives this year is helping all marketers, business owners, get as personalized as possible with their marketing. 
So although it's one to many, it seems very one to me, right? Like he's talking to me. He knows what I'm doing and what I want. And then if you tie that with some of the third-party tools like FusedApp and some of those that can can move people in and out of custom audiences based on tags that they've got inside Active Campaign, right? So they've gotten a tag for webinar stuff, then all of a sudden they see Mm -hmm. some Facebook ads for webinar stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when they when they remove that tag, they take them out of that custom audience so they don't you know keep pestering them and hitting them over the head with a hammer. So right, right, um, they're not seeing it anymore. So that not only are we getting the right message at the right time in the right medium for the right duration. Exactly. I need to be trademarking all this shit, what I'm saying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Trademarks all over, Barry, all over. So, yeah, that, so that's one. Uh, another one that is, and, and maybe we can cap it off at three, but um, another one is what people have been seeing. It's been picking up some, some steam, some momentum. It's still early, uh, but the implications going forward are, are great, and that's our deep data with our e-commerce platform. And we just launched our Shopify, and this is a huge opportunity. I personally have felt like e-commerce has been like the bastard child of marketing automation yeah for sure for sure 100%. right <laughs> like and there's nothing wrong with it it's, it's not like it it did something to be punished just for whatever reason um you sit, a lot you of sit the, in the corner and don't make any noise right? <laughs> right don't say anything with these one product checkout pages does everything else okay you you shut up um and and the closest i've seen love given to like the e-commerce space is one shopping cart Back in the day, <laughs> one shopping cart, and and if you were using uh, an all-in-one marketing automation platform that perhaps had a cart where you had multiple products, that's as close as it's come. So now you have plat- other platforms that have slowly been rising up to provide a marketing automation experience within your your e-commerce app. You know, so if you go into Shopify and look at the apps, there are so many apps that do a portion of marketing automation, you'd have to purchase like three of them. And we're looking at this landscape and we're like, wait a minute, we do all of that. <laughs> like you can do literally all of it and it wouldn't cost you anything. So uh, doing that deep data integration with Shopify is really opening it up and telling telling e-commerce Listen, you're part of the family. You, you've got the same last name as everybody else. Come out of that corner. Come play. Here's a toy. Um, and it's giving us entryway to a space that really deserves it, really deserves it. Um, so Shopify is the first one. I'm excited about uh, migrating uh, or getting integrations with WooCommerce and a few other platforms that we've been eyeing, kind of see the, the most highest uh, usage of. Um, but that's going to be huge, man, because when you have a storefront, multiple products that are grouped in categories and you can couple that with what we're talking about, site messaging, um, b- behavioral analytics. Right. I mean, you will be able to get your average order, not only your average order, up, but your lifetime customer value up um, by doing some really basic things with automation. So that's why I'm excited. The e-commerce space, you don't need to be extremely fancy, right? You, you just have to be efficient, you know, and uh, have a strategy. Yeah, efficient, consistent, timely. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, now, so, so now e-commerce will, I keep having that mental image of the kids' table at Thanksgiving. 
you know, <laughs> e-commerce is sitting on the kids' table. You can come sit at the big table now. Right, right. There's a chair for you. Come on, bring your plate. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, anything else you can share what's coming down the pike at AC? Yeah, um, th- those are the big ones. We're always looking for refinements and tweaks. Um, I Listen, I, everybody who's listened to this knows I'm, I'm very much active in the Automation Nation Facebook group. Even if I don't respond, there's things that I read and I'm like, you know what, that's a good idea. So, But me knowing it's a good idea isn't enough, right? It's, it's good enough for me to, to start thinking on Maybe I can create some educational content that answers this question. Maybe I can have an internal conversation with our product team and and push some things forward. Uh, But ultimately, the feedback forum where you can post your ideas, your, your, your suggestions and get them upvoted is hands down the most effective way. And I'm stressing this because before I was on board with AC, um, we they were very much in tune with what we were saying. That was one of the things we all enjoyed, right? Yeah. It's like, man, when we suggest something, it gets done. Um, so when you're posting things in there, there's there are a few posts where you know you can argue that people are just bickering and complaining for the sake of complaining. But we have a lot of members in there that have genuine issues, concerns, ideas. I would encourage you all continue. Oh my goodness, continue to use the ideas. In fact, the most effective way to get heard is if there is something that that you want seen in the app, create it in ideas, and then post it in the Facebook group along with your original question, and just have the link. Hell yeah! Hey, and if you you know upvote it there, I, I I'm serious. Every I can't I can't our engineers, product owner, like when we see a good idea. It's almost like an impromptu meeting on, okay, how fast can we get this implemented? Nice. And you're not going to see that with any other company. We've not seen it to, to date, and I don't think that's changing. It's one of our competitive advantages. So um, you have the voice to, to next time you and I are talking, Barry, a lot of these features very well should come from feedback people have provided and um, we've heard and, and implemented. So. All right, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you want to head over to the show notes for this episode, there'll be a link to uh, that feedback form, which I think is called Ideas now. Ideas at yep, Active yep, Camp? Ideas. Ideas. Um, so I'll link to that in the show notes. Chris, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's always great to talk to you, and uh, we should make this a regular event, the Automation yes. round, automation Roundtable. Yeah, I, I, I like that, Barry. I like that. I, I'll be down for that one. All right. Thank you so much, and uh, look forward to uh, catching all your great content online. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Barry. If you want more information on anything we mentioned in the show this week, head over to the show notes at theactivemarketer.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to take your sales funnels and marketing automation to the next level, I would encourage you to check out the Active Marketer Academy. You'll find a course library of training, monthly trainings, monthly live calls, shared automations, exclusive resources and discounts, uh, more than enough to pay for your membership many times over, uh, and a supportive community to help you along the way. So check it out over at activemarketeracademy.com, and we'd love to see you on the inside. And as always, I'd love your feedback. If there's uh, some topics you'd like to hear on the show, by all means, send me an email at barry at and we will make that happen. 
But until next week, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales funnels and marketing automation. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.